Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the channel. We're going back to the regular thing. It's just me and Florent here. And today we're going to be de debating a very interesting and somewhat political topic. So if you're into politics or any of that, um, glad you're here and I hope you enjoy it. Um, with that, we'll begin. But first, let me ask Florent, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Pretty good. 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 Awesome. Well, with that, I guess, um, I guess unless there's anything else, I'll begin my speech with six minutes on the clock and you're ready all right then i'll begin the 18th amendment emerged from the organized efforts of the temperance movement and anti-saloon league which attributed to alcohol virtually all all of ills and lead campaigns at local state and national levels to combat its manufacture sale distribution and consumption most of the organized efforts supporting prohibition involved religious coalitions that linked alcohol to immorality, criminality, and with the advent of World War I, unpatriotic citizenship. The amendment passed both chambers of the U.S. Congress in December of 1917 and was ratified by requisite three-fourths of the states in January 1919. Its language called for Congress to pass enforcement legislation, and this was championed by Andrew Volstead, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, who engineered uh, passage of the National Prohibition Act, commonly referred to as the Volstead Act. The act was, conce was conceived by anti-saloon league leader Wayne Reeler and passed over the veto of President Woodrow Wilson. It is for this reason that I believe that alcohol is a danger to, uh, to society, basically, that I stand resolved. The 18th Amendment was necessary to the U.S. Constitution. For, for clarity in today's debate, a few fundamental definitions are necessary, starting with the Constitution. The Constitution. Convention, a convention in Philadelphia in 1787, ratified by the original 13 states. Prohibition. Prohibition. In order to restrain or stop. And lastly, alcohol. And alcohol is a drink such as whiskey or beer containing ethanol. And these are all from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. With these definitions in mind, let's take an overreaching position, or let's look at my overreaching position as the affirmative in today's round. The value or standard that I propose for today's round is that of temperance. Temperance. And the Webster pocket, the Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary um, defines temperance as moderation in act, thought, or feeling, restraint. My criterion or the means of achieving this value is virtue and morality. With this in mind, let's first establish, establish a framework in which to debate. I have two points of resolutional analysis, or actually just one. The first one, the question we're going to be asking ourselves, and the winner of this debate is going to come out to be, the person who answers the question, is it necessary? Is it necessary that we do this? If I prove it's necessary, I should win this round. With that said, and with this framework in mind, temperance from alcohol and addiction helps everyone. And that's my principle, and that is why my value should be held above my opponent's value. With all of this, I will further explain this principle through three contentions, starting with Contention number one, alcohol, whether we like it or not, is an addiction and always has been. 
we could think of an example of an addiction to music. I mean, how many of us listen to music? Probably quite a lot. Do we enjoy it? Yeah. Does it get addictive? Do we listen to it a lot? Yeah. Do we over listen to it? Oh, yeah. Music is illustrates this point perfectly because music, just like alcohol, is an addiction. Now, it's not as bad an addiction as alcohol, but it is still an addiction. My second contention is temperance is a virtue. Therefore, it's good. Temperance is a virtue. Therefore, it's good. Now, we can look at this example. Okay. There's these two girls, right? And one of them is unvirtuous, not the best person to hang around with. And then there's another one who's virtuous and who is a more pleasant person to hang around with. Which one are you going to take? Are you going to take the unvirtuous person or are you going to take the virtuous one? Well, obviously, if you're a good person, you're going to take the virtuous one. My last and final contention is that if virtue and morality lead to temperance and therefore no abusive drinking benefiting society, again, if virtue and morality lead to temperance, which I believe they do, therefore no abusive drinking will be benefiting society. The 18th Amendment should never have been repealed by the 21st. The 18th Amendment would still be benefiting society today. And it is for these reasons that I urge an affirmative ballot. Thank you. And I now stand open for cross-examination. Right. Uh, let me stop the camera for three minutes. Right. My opponent's ready. Yep. Course, that's going to be mirrored on the camera, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, then let's begin. All right. Hi, William. That was a great speech. However, due to the nature of the debate, I do have a few questions for you. So let's get into those with my first question. Can we agree that the 18th Amendment was retired in favor of the 21st? Yeah, of course. As I mentioned at the very end of my speech, I said it was repealed by the 21st. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Thanks. We can, uh, glad we can agree on that. Yeah. Uh, can we agree that Congress made the decision to do so? To, for the, for the 21st to take place? Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. All right. Can we agree that the Congress, that Congress, at least in those days, was concerned with the general welfare of America and American citizens as a whole? I can say I would, I mean, it's, it was much better than it was today, but I'd say, I'd argue that even after Abraham Lincoln, the United States started on a downfall of different uh, morals and the economy was a mess and all that after Abraham Lincoln. So I'd say our, our democracy has kind of been at stake since after Abraham Lincoln. So it was, it was better, but, uh, but still, I, yeah. it wasn't great. Yeah, and I, I do agree to that to some extent. Okay. Um, can we agree that uh, Congress, being the legislative body that it is, is thoroughly qualified to make such a decision for the welfare of his country and citizenship? Well, most certainly not in these days, well, but maybe back in then. Those yeah, <laughs> in those days, yes. <laughs> yes, I, I think for the most part, for the most part, back then, yes. Today, no. Yeah. Can we agree that con Congress is made of human individuals? Human beings, of course. Yeah. Can we agree that humans will naturally make mistakes? Yeah, we're all we're all sinful creatures. So yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, can we agree that it is imperative that we compensate for those mistakes as well as possible? Yeah, with the right with the right motives, of course. Yeah. Uh, can we then agree that Congress was justified in making up for what it deemed a mistake? 
So would you be saying that, are you asking that to say that the 18th Amendment was like a mistake? Um, I'm saying that uh, they thought that there were some faults in that amendment and that they could be fixed with, you know, an, uh, an update of sorts in the 21st. I, I suppose, just, uh, I suppose yeah. to an extent, sure. Uh, all right. Um, so moving on to my next question, can we agree that we should not use, make use of a faulty plan? Of a faulty plan? Um, yeah, it kind of depends on what your definition of faulty is, but yeah, I don't, oh. yeah, we shouldn't be, no. I agree. Okay. All right. Um, thank no further questions. All right. For answering all of those. No problem. I'll be starting a bit of negative prep time at three minutes. Starting now. Stopping negative prep time at two minutes and 15 seconds. Let me write that down. All right. Um, that should be a seven minute negative constructive. Yeah, it's, it's seven. Yeah, okay. seven. Um, then with that, let me jump in. The 18th Amendment, also known as the Prohibition, was passed by Congress in order to reduce alcoholism in the U.S. population and thus eradicate the various evils that came with it, such as drunkenness, violence, and civil chaos. It took in extreme measures in order to, to do so straight up banning the manufacture use and even possession to an extent of any intoxicating liquor. During the first years within the ratification of 18A, the results were astounding. The number of instances of alcohol-related issues plummeted and arrests on the charge of drunkenness were on an all-time low, while fewer industrial accidents on a whole were recorded. However, after a time, the population began to resent the new amendment and dissenters quickly began to rally in a large-scale nationwide smuggling chain of sorts. Instead of open pubs and bars, working-class population invited acquaintances to consume liquor in secretive domestic settings, while the rich established large, essentially, drinking houses where not only men, but also women were invited to drink, smoke, and gamble, something that was originally only found in the male population. Alcoholism reemerged stronger than ever and brought with it many new evils. Congress was devastated. Their grand plan, often called the Noble Experiment, had backfired. So when the originally proposed plan began to fail and instead of, and instead of worked in favor of the alcohol problem, Congress realized that, that it, needed to, it needed an improved plan to combat the ill effects presented by the first. And it is because I believe that the Congress that Congress introduced a better plan uh, than 18A uh, that I negate today's resolution and instead believe that the 18th Amendment was not a necessary part of the U.S. Constitution. Um, my opponent brought up several definitions, including the Constitution, prohibition and alcohol, and I do agree with all of those. However, I, I feel the need to state um, both amendments that are involved in today's debate, namely the 18th and the 21st, um, and uh, so that we can all move forward with those. Um, so the 18th Amendment was stated as section one, after one year from the ratification of, of this article, the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors within the uh, importation thereof into or the exportation thereof from the United States and all territories subject 
to the jurisdiction thereof for beverage purposes is highly prohibited. Section two, Congress and the, and the several states shall have concurrent power to enforce this article by appropriate, by appropriate, sorry, by appropriate legislation. And section three, this article shall be inoperative unless it has been, it shall have been ratified as an, an amendment to the constitution by the legislator, legislatures of several states as provided in the constitution within seven years from the date of, sub, of the submission hereof to the states by the Congress. And uh, the 21st amendment was stated as section one, the 18th amendment uh, article of, of amendment to the constitution of, of the United States is hereby repealed. Section two, the transportation or importation into any state territory or possession of the United States for delivery or use therein of in intoxicating liquors in violation of the laws thereof is hereby prohibited. And section three, uh, which is essentially of no con uh, you know, consequence, but I'll read it anyway. This article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the constitution by conventions in several states as provided in the constitution within seven years from the date of submission hereof to the states by the Congress. Uh, with that, with the definitions out of the way, I'd like to move on to the value and criteria. So my opponent and I both actually agree on the same value. However, I would like to take it to a new level uh, in saying national, national temperance, national temperance. Um, my opponent only brought up the uh, temperance as a sort of concept that, yes, it's a virtue, that yes, it's good, but who really follows it? Um, national temperance would have to be, would be something that would have to be followed um, by not only imposed measures, but the goodwill of the population. My criterion is agency. As understood by the Oxford Languages Dictionary, it is, quote, the action or intervention, especially such as, uh, action or intervention, especially such as to produce a particular effect, unquote. The relationship between my value and criterion is further demonstrated in my contentions. Contention one, agency over prohibition. Where the 18th uh, Amendment um, straight, straight out um, banned the use of alcohol and uh, of alcohol, um, 21A actually um, took that same concept of prohibition, but only applied it to the states that needed it the most, those who would deem themselves to be uh, overrun with high levels of alcoholism uh, and its equals. Contention two, additional crime potential. Uh, potential. As I uh, stated in my introduction for the speech, um, the 18th Amendment was a, a failure simply because it forced the government not only to look at the original problems with alcoholism, but now um, with new crimes because things that had not been prohibited before were now prohibited on a large scale. And that was simply not acceptable to the population. So naturally they would not uh, follow it to uh, any sort of, uh, you know, uh, script, uh, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't follow it much. Um, 
And my third, my third contention proved failure also follows from this. Uh, with a few seconds left on the clock, I'd like to um, respond to my opponents, one of my opponents' uh, contentions, and that is contention one, alcohol is an addiction. However, my response to that is that it is not intrinsically uh, an addiction. It is only an addiction in those settings where uh, people have not learned uh, how to drink responsibly, essentially. And that concludes my speech. I'm not now open to cross-examination by my opponent. This will be a three-minute cross-examination. <clears throat> if my opponent's ready? Yes. All right, great. With that, I shall begin. Hey, Florent, that was a great speech. Naturally, I just have a couple questions. My first one is, can we agree al alcoholism is wrong? Yes, we um, I, I, Yes, yes, I believe we can, yes. Okay, cool. So you're basically saying in your speech, did you mention at all you said the 18th Amendment worked for a time and then it stopped. Could you go a little bit more into that and explain what you were, what you meant there? Because I think you said something like the 18th Amendment worked for a while and then it stopped. So go into that a little bit, if you could. Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, so in my introduction for the uh, for the negative construction that I just gave, um, I essentially said that yes, the the 18th Amendment worked great while people weren't feeling the effects uh, that badly, like. Um, maybe the working class, yes, they saw that um, there weren't so many drunkards, there weren't so many uh, violent outbreaks in like pubs and bars and things. Um, but they also saw, they also felt that, hey, we're not getting something that was in our tradition, in our culture for possibly hundreds of years, because this goes not only back, not, this doesn't go back to the, even the founding of America, it goes back like centuries. Um, in Ireland, England, et cetera. Wait, what does, what does? Uh, alcoholism, well, not, oh. not alcoholism as a fault, but as a- um, You mean like just like liquor, like alcohol? Yes, yes. Okay, but you, but you agree that you can abuse it, right? Yes, easily, you could abuse okay. it easily. Okay, uh, so my next question is, um, I suppose we can agree the 21st Amendment was brought back, but what exactly did the 21st Amendment do? Like. How did they, how did the 21st Amendment bring alcohol back? Like what was the, um, uh, how did the agency, I guess you could say, bring it back in after it had been abolished for however many years? Uh, of course. So um, the 21st Amendment essentially took the 18th Amendment's core, the prohibition of alcohol, but it only applied it, it only, it gave states the decision to apply it or not to apply it depending on what was best for its um, inhabitants. For example, okay. if a state saw it, that if that there were large, there was a large percent of, percentage of, you know, uh, crimes caused by excessive liquor consumption, then it could then put those laws into effect. But if a state, it saw relatively none, then it would not need to impose something that could possibly harm its um, populations, you know, its, uh, okay. its values. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my last question is, who is the agency? What's your definition of the agency? Oh, so agency wasn't uh, in my, um, agency wasn't supposed to be 
like an agency or a group of individuals, but more like the, the concept of action or intervention, especially such as producing a particular effect. So like um, if two children are fighting, their mom is gonna use agency. She's gonna intervene. Um, she's gonna pull them apart, essentially. Oh, so that was your definition. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. That's all I have for questions. Thank you. All right, great. Yeah. And with that, I'll be getting we've three minutes of prep time starting now. Stopping prep time at one minute and thirteen seconds. This will be a four minute rebuttal. And if my opponent's ready. Great, then I'll begin. Let's go back to the question of who wins this round. It's the person who proves whether this is necessary or not. With that said, and with that to be remembered, let's move into a couple of my uh, responses down this flow to prove why what my opponent said is not true. In his, uh, so we agreed on our value, national temperance. I agree with national temperance too. Temperance is, by my definition, what temperance is. Just saying nationally just means on a on a level like the nation, United States. So national level, we can agree on the value. His, his first contention was agency over prohibition. But you can tag my responses, alcoholism is bad. My opponent agreed to this, so why don't we get rid of it? And the other thing on top, and my other sub point you can also put on top of that is agency doesn't always work. Agency doesn't always work. My opponent also mentioned that in his second contention, there's an additional crime potential to the 18th Amendment. Uh, you can take my response as getting rid of it doesn't cause crime. In fact, it decreases crime because people aren't getting drunk all the time and being drunkards because they, they don't have the alcohol uh, that they might want to uh, do those types of things and to get drunk. They don't the 18th Amendment got rid of that, and so it made no sense for Congress to bring it back. It doesn't bring crime back. There's no potential to do crime if you take away the alcohol. That's just logical. Uh, another thing about in my, in my opponent's third contention, he said, failure also follows. You can tag my response as not failure, giving people what they don't need. The 21st Amendment gave something to people that they didn't need. It gave them back their addictions, basically, because alcohol, for the most part, is to be avoided. Now, am I saying that people shouldn't drink it every once in a while, maybe like a bottle or a cup, even just one? Yeah, maybe one is okay, but alcohol is very tempting, as is most things. What is the government here to do? Let's remember what they said. The government is for, by, I forget the other one, but the government is mainly for the people. They're here to help the people. They're not here to uh, give us something that we don't need, even though they do that all the time in this day and age. But th that's not what they were originally put in place to do. The government is here to help people. They're to build people up. And there is a, such a thing as limits. So. With that said, the government is here to help us. Taking the alcohol away from these addicts is helping 
the people. That is what the government is here to do. They're not here to say, freedom, go do what you want. That's not real freedom. The government is here to help the people to be better. And the government, in fact, although a lot of people don't want to admit this, but it was founded from Christians. We are a Christian nation. And I don't think George Washington and John Adams and Thomas Jefferson would have said, we need a free for all. The 18th Amendment limited it. It cut it back. In fact, it eliminated something that was really bad. With that said, in the last 10 seconds I've got of this uh, speech, my opponent refuted my, one of my points by saying not intrinsically addiction. But as I've already said, you can tag my response as it almost always is. All right. Then this will be a six-minute uh, negative rebuttal. If my opponent's ready, let me begin. So before I start this speech, I'd like to make a clarification uh, that I feel I have not, uh, you know, emphasized enough in my previous speech as well as CrossX, uh, and that is that I'm for alcohol being legal, not not alcoholism itself. Um, so just just wanted to point that out. Um, so let's get right into the speech. Um, my opponent said, asked why we should not get rid of alcoholism since it's it's bad. It's an intrinsic evil. Um, my point, uh, sorry, my, my response to this, however, is that large measures incite large responses. Large measures incite large responses. And we can see this in uh, the history of the uh, 18th Amendment, actually, where the population, uh, a good bit of the population, um, actually resented the 18th Amendment. And thus, they made this massive nationwide uh, smuggling chain of uh, alcohol, you know, alcoholics, and essentially, or not even alcoholics, just people who drink alcohol. Um, so that essentially broke the um, broke the law, but on a measure that was it was massive. It was um, something that Congress could barely afford to you know to put down, and that's why they had to uh, resort to a new amendment, one that was more specific. Um, He also said that the 18th Amendment doesn't allow for crime. Um, however, as I just said, um, the population isn't going, it's not going to matter if there's no alcohol in the long run. Anyone could obtain alcohol from, you know, from, you know, um, like perhaps reserves, perhaps um, colleagues in Europe or other nations or countries. Um, it, it's not that hard to you um, smuggle in alcohol. Alcohol not being available is not a problem for the crime. The crime is going to happen even if you try to confiscate the goods that cause it. Um, so that's my response to that point. Uh, he said that uh, alcohol, while it is good in small amounts or it's, it can be enjoyable in small amounts, it should not be taken to the level of uh, that of alcoholism. Um, and my response to that is that in the world of the 18th Amendment, you don't get those small amounts of alcohol simply because it's a prohibition. 
you cannot manufacture, use, possess, uh, transfer, or transport, same thing, um, alcohol anywhere. You, you just don't get it. Um, and this could be a massive blow to, you know, populations that, uh, you know, have maybe an Italian culture with like a lot of wine, or European like, <laughs> with a lot of wine, um, German with a lot of, you know, <laughs> a lot of alcohol. Uh, so that could be a massive blow to them. And they're going to start breaking rules really quickly and on a scale that we saw with the 18th Amendment. Um, he also brought up the point that the government is here to help. And I agree to this. However, not in the sense that he, uh, that he stated it. He said that the government is here to help. So like, you know, I'm not trying to criticize anyone, but like many parents, it'll just confiscate what's causing the problem, often from everyone. You know, if one, one child watches TV too much, but the others are watching it in moderation, the parents aren't going to, you know, to, to, um, to confiscate TV for the entire family because it was just that child. It, it was, it's not fair to anyone else. Um, in the same way, the government should use agency, should use intervention and look at uh, the evil on the, um, on a smaller level, um, on the, uh, I, I believe the, the 21st amendment, uh, dictated, uh, state by state. Um, so yeah, it, it should look at the states that need it and the states that don't need it and go from there. With that, I'd like to move, sorry. I like to move into my voting issue for today, which is the 18th Amendment, not necessary. 18th Amendment, not necessary. And this is simply because uh, the 21st Amendment was put into place in order to do what the 18th Amendment was supposed to, but better. You know, where there's that meme where um, there's this guy who says, who are you? And then the, the other guy says, I'm you, but better. That's essentially what the 21st Amendment is, the 18th. Um, you, but better. Uh, so uh, that's it for my negative rebuttal. Uh, thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure speaking. Awesome. With that, I'll take the last minute and 13 seconds of my prep time, starting now. No more prep time. This will be a three-minute rebuttal. Whoops. Okay. Three minute rebuttal starting right now. I only got three minutes to go into the speech, so I'm going to go in real fast and just rebut all these arguments really quickly. My opponent said large measures incite large responses, but you can tag my responses again. We're going back to my resolutional analysis. Was the 18th Amendment necessary or not? Whoever proves that wins. Is it necessary? Yes. Where was the strength in law to keep it? Keep it necessary. My opponent also said the population isn't going to matter. It makes it less easy uh, to obtain it with the, uh, it's made less easy with the 18th Amendment to get it. Uh, we can look at what happened just yesterday, the Roe v. Wade case. Uh, the Supreme Court is saying that 
we're not going to stand for abortion. Although they've made it less easy to get an abortion in most states because now it goes down to the states. The states still get to decide. So unfortunately, California is going to say it's fine. Texas is going to make it illegal. It'll be a crime to do it now here in Texas. But they've made it less easy, but it's not impossible to get it. And unfortunately, the deranged administration we have right now is trying to uh, to help women get abortions, unfortunately. So it's not impossible, but it's much harder. That's what the 18th Amendment does as well. It's not impossible to obtain alcohol. Maybe they can get it, but it's much easier. And on top of that, as I said, the government is here to help the people, even if, even if it wasn't possible at all for the government to outlaw it uh, completely, they would still be sending a president to say that, whoops, they'll still be sending a president federally to say, we're not going to stand for this. And that is what they did. One more minute left. I'll say, my opponent said they confiscate the problem, but let's go on quickly in this last minute and explain a little bit about temptation. Alcohol is there. It's a temptation. Why are we going to put ourselves in the near occasion of sin when we could just get rid of it entirely? I mean, my opponent did say that, yes, it's, it's a culture. Like in Europe, people drink wine, but it's not just Americans who can get drunk. I mean, people in Europe can too. The people in Europe really aren't any different from here. It can still happen. Alcoholism in and of itself is okay temperately, but it can become a temptation, which is why some people, it's okay. Most people, I'd say probably 90% of people can't deal with it because it is so bad. We shouldn't even be taking it. It shouldn't be taken. It shouldn't be taken in small amounts. What is the benefit of alcohol? Is it helping us or is it harming us? For the most part, it's harming us. I mean, look at all the drunk drivers on the road these days. It's crazy. What is my, my opponent has not stated what the benefit of alcohol is. It is for this reason that I should get the ballot. And lastly, I'll just say my voting issue is to rebut his. The 18th Amendment is necessary. It's not not necessary. The 18th Amendment is necessary because it put things down to help us with our morale. And my opponent, for the most part, has seemed to agree with most of the stuff I've said. It is for this reason that I urge an affirmative ballot.